Hello and welcome back to the Finlay Carmichael PT Podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by Ryan Sturton. Now, Ryan is a semi-pro footballer. He's a one-to-one PT. He's an online coach. And like me, his program is very much based upon balance and not feeling guilty for enjoying a bit of extra food, a drink here and there, and just allowing yourself to socialize a little bit. So in this episode, that's exactly what we talked about. And we go through some of the tips and tricks that we use ourselves, as well as with our clients, to allow you to understand how you can make progress without feeling like you have to massively restrict through the week or feel guilty for enjoying these things. So massive thank you to Ryan for joining me on the episode. Please feel free to give it a share, give it a um, rating or a review. It would be much appreciated. But yeah, without further ado, here is the episode. Hope you enjoy it. Ryan, hello and welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very good, mate. How are you? I am very well. What have you been up to today? Been busy? Um, Busy as ever, mate. Um, One-to-ones, some online stuff. Um, trained myself this morning, um, lower body session, back squats, deadlifts. I did see you. Stuff. I did see you hitting the squats. How did they go? Um, not too bad, mate. I'm a little bit stuck on one, three, five for four reps. It's been like that for three weeks now, but we'll break break it at some point. It's frustrating, isn't it? Getting stuck in a, a stuck in a number. It is indeed. Back squats seem to just keep getting stuck. Yeah. And what what else did you do in the session? Um, so I had sumo deadlifts, I had a couple of accessory movements, not too much today, it was kind of like a lower, lower volume day just because I've got football training again tonight, so I need to take it reasonably easy on the legs. Good, what, what do you, pre- are you a conventional deadlift fan or a sumo? Sumo or trap bar, um, conventional just doesn't seem to agree with me or other, maybe I just don't like it, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I quite like, um, I'm not a big fan of sumo at all, but I do like trap bar. I would either go yep. trap bar or conventional, but you're, you're sumo. So yeah, there you go. definitely. Cool. So do you just want to go into a little bit about who you are, what you do and, and who you help? Yeah, not a problem. Um, so yeah, um, I'm, I suppose you could say a semi-professional footballer, um, online coach, Still an in-person PT, um, looking to make the transition online at some point, but still have a massive love for one-to-one. Um, anyone, any age, any ability, um, it's still like it still kind of lights the fire in me every morning. Um, I mean, out with kind of business, um, I mean, I like going out for a drink. I mean, I like going out for food. Um, this is kind of what my uh, my overall my my program entails. Really, just finding yeah. that balance. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, strength and conditioning degree as well. It's not really been used a whole lot since I passed my degree, um, but it's obviously been utilized with my with my online coaching and my one to one PT. Yep, for sure. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit about the the balance socializing weekend type um, chat. But first of all, just talk a little bit about football. Like, how many how many times a week do you train? Do you, you obviously enjoy football? Yeah, I mean, I've played football since I was as young as I can remember. Um, I've played at a reasonable level. I only really started to, you could flourish is maybe not the word, but I started to get a little <laughs> bit better when I was about 17, 18 and made the step to the, the local pro youth team um, for Athletic. Um, was there for a couple of years. 
Um, then went on to play um, junior football in Scotland for, well, I still do, played that for six, seven, six years maybe now, um, since, I was, since I was 17, 18. Um, so it's, it's still something that I love to do. Um, I currently play um, in Arbroath, which is, is local to where I stay. Um, it's a reasonable level. It's, I suppose, semi-professional. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that I, it's still, I just love it and I can't really ever see me stop playing football until the day um, the knees don't work anymore. Yeah. How do, how do you find that goes with, along with your training? So obviously you do train uh, in terms of football training. You train twice a week, play a game at the weekend, I would guess. Yeah, um, so two training sessions, a game at the weekend, um, alongside four resistance training sessions um, and whatever else I could squeeze in there. Um, it's pretty hard to balance, I'll not lie. Um, there's a bit of a trade-off from one and the other. I mean, yeah. your strength and conditioning resistance training work is pretty essential um, in the modern day like football game um, to actually be able to perform and not get injured. Um, but when you're trying to push both of them at the same time, performing better at football, better with your actual skill on the field, and then you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to get stronger at the same time. Um, again, this is where I suppose my strength and conditioning degree helps me yeah. out a little bit with kind of periodizing this as if I was a professional athlete, yeah. Um, yeah. which I'm not quite, but you've got to kind of live the life and train yeah. the way that they would to try and squeeze it all into one. For sure. Would you, do you think like, can you manage four okay? Four, like four weight training sessions? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably right on the cusp of not of maybe doing almost too much, but that's kind of the sweet spot. That's exactly where you want to be, like just yeah. borderline almost doing too much. Going into your football sessions, well, your training sessions for sure, with a little bit of fatigue from, from the, the lower body sessions in the week is okay but you want to really be able to go on that Saturday with no fatigue from your resistance yeah. training sessions. And once you kind of get that sweet spot, just getting enough stimulus to help your legs grow and get stronger, but being able to step on the field Saturday with the benefits of that strength and that growth yeah. um, is certainly something that has benefited me over the years. For sure. And um, what sort of, what sort of um, ways do you try and maximize recovery? Like what, what, what are some of the things that you'll try and do on a weekly basis to help with that? Um, yeah, so I suppose mobility, stretching um, is a massive one because I know for a fact if I go and do, I don't know, six sets of squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, all these different movements, if I don't stretch on at least twice a week, I go into that game on a Saturday, then it's going to take me about 10 minutes to get my hips opened up, to get my glutes kind of firing, yeah. um, to get everything ready to go. Um, I mean, that's probably number one. Um, I mean, the boring ones nobody really wants to hear about, but sleep, drinking more water, um, nutrition has to be pretty spot on. Um, well, my coach Joe right now, we kind of got, we've got something implemented for when I have a game on a Saturday and it's just cranking the calories up a little bit higher on a Friday. Um, how, how many calories do you have on a Friday? Um, on a Friday will be about 3,500 um, okay. which is quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's actually difficult to fit in sometimes. Um, but yeah, I find that that has me in as pretty, as good a condition as I could be for that game on Saturday. And, and in terms of the three and a half thousand, is that like predominantly carbs? Like you're increasing the, the carbs for that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, protein stays the same, fats stay the same. It's just the carbs that get pumped right up. So that extra 500 is all carbohydrates. 
what's what's your your go-to carb source it's it's bagel thins all day long yeah. bagel oh thins not even thins, yeah ah, okay. i don't know what it is i'm just i just it must be something about the texture of them i just like that <laughs> so you replace one bagel with like three big things yeah true you get more i guess you get more i'm i'm a big like bagel that. fan but i'm not not much of a fan of the thins no, uh, no. so there you go nah, okay those. so in terms of like um weekends balance like having a meal out having a drink like obviously we're we're big fans of that so i thought it would be a good idea to to go a little bit more in depth on that and um, like i know you you focus very much on that in your program as do i yep. so in terms of like the weekends how do you think the the listeners can ensure that them enjoying themselves for the weekend doesn't leave them like ruining their progress and they don't end up like being really, really strict through the week to then just go in and lose all the progress and essentially fuck it if you like at yeah. the week so so what would you you say are sort of some tips or, or tactics that you might use yeah so i think i've probably made all the mistakes under the sun um in this approach and it's probably what's helped me allow to it's helped me be able to help people with this now um so i think my kind of approach in the past has been restrict Monday to Friday, like ridiculously. If I knew I was going out for a meal, or I knew I was going out for a drink um, at the weekend. And then you think that restriction is going to better the Saturday um, that you go out and you think, oh yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be set for this night out and I can do whatever I want. But yeah. as most of us probably know, that typically results in a Saturday and Sunday with calories going absolutely through the roof, binging, <laughs> developing that kind of that relationship with that Saturday night that means okay Saturday night is eat night and I mean I've been through this all before like it's like there's never enough food like I'll just keep eating and keep eating yeah. and keep eating just and for the sake eating. of it and you can scrape like like 6,000 calories if you really try with alcohol involved um but yeah I think I mean there's there's plenty of different approaches with really kind of looking to just like stop restricting and just take away that relationship as the the Saturday as like a something that you should feel guilty about it's plan it in there it's a Saturday night you're going out just try and make as like smart decisions as you can um, yeah. up until that day rather than restricting and I think it's it comes down to mindset quite a lot and it's just trying to get well, for my clients anyway, it's it's not necessarily been about putting a specific intervention in place. It's been more about can we flip your mindset from thinking that this is this is bad, this is a cheap meal, this is this is something wrong I'm doing to flipping it to no, this is this is a night out, this is a few drinks. You're able to do this without yeah. restricting through the week. And come Monday, the progress isn't ruined. We just put the foot on the brake. We've enjoyed our weekend, and we kick on again the next week. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think I think it very much comes from as you say, like the mindset part of things, and and feeling guilty for eating more calories, and like something something that I've implemented with um my clients is that like rather than feeling guilty about it, like factor that in. So if you know that you like a few more calories, like for example, I'll, I'll like a few more calories on a Saturday. I'm not too bothered about the Friday, but a Saturday, um. It'll probably be the same with you playing football. Like I played rugby a few drinks after it. So Saturday tends to be the day. And then what I do is then I'll try and get them to understand that like having more calories on that day 
isn't something that's bad or they shouldn't feel guilty about it or they shouldn't beat themselves up for doing it because um, especially even more so if they're planned and organized then like they can they can eat a little bit less calories through the week and that's not like drastically that's not massively yeah. restricting but it's just eating a little bit less and to allow them a few extra calories on a Saturday night or throughout the Saturday and then just getting back to normal. And again, it's just not, it's not something that I feel like people should feel guilty about. And specifically if you like, even more so if they, if they know it's coming, because then you can plan it into your week, you can maybe eat a little bit less. And like, for example, this week, so I've, I've got something on tomorrow. So I know I've, I'll be having a few drinks tomorrow. So the rest of this week, I've just cut out 200 calories each day. And it's not like a massive change, but then if I do that, four days that's going to be 800 calories and um it's exactly the same and you don't want to do it you don't want to cut your calories drastically because then you're obviously eating way less and it's almost like a binge and restrict type because then you you're eating way less and then you end up binging when you do but it's it's in a controlled manner what what would you say about a cheat meal like do you ever use that phrase do you, do um, you like that phrase or what were your um, thoughts on it um, short answer, no. Um, I think that is, again, it, it's just something that I've used when I was younger. Like, you would actually post it with pride on a Saturday night. Like, this is my cheat meal. This is my cheat meal. I've been the rock style so good. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's just, it's all over social media. Not so much anymore, but it was before. It was, like, yeah. it's, like, uh, YouTubers and stuff like that. It's, like, this cheat meal culture. Like, if you're good through the week, you deserve this cheat meal. Yeah. Um, and it's... It's just, it's just bad terminology. It's just, it, it attaches guilt to it. It's like, I'm cheating. I'm doing something wrong here when an actual fact, like if you factor in, as you've said, a little bit of reduction calories throughout the week and you know that you're going out for tea or you know you're going to have a takeaway on Saturday night, like you can go and have that and just like be absolutely guilt-free because you've planned for it, you've factored it in and you don't need to feel bad about it. Like it's yeah. at the end of the day, you're, you're not cheating on anyone. It's a, it's a pizza. It's a takeaway. Yeah. It's- exactly. And I think one of the best things, like um, one of the best things that I sort of think about is like you went over your calories, let's say on a Saturday night, even if you didn't eat less calories for the week or whatever it is, like it doesn't matter. Just draw a line under it and then go again. And obviously if you're doing that every single week, then it's going to become an issue or you're not going to see the progress that you want. But if it's once every, whatever, four weeks, eight weeks, whatever it might be, like it's, it's totally fine. As long as you can then just not feel guilty about it, go on with your week and then just get back to normal, you're going to, you're going to see the progress that, that you want to see. Exactly. Um, so, in terms of eating out, like what are some of the things that you might advise someone to do when it, when it comes to eat out or whether it's an eating out or a takeaway that, that are going to allow them to, to continue seeing progress? Yeah, so I mean, a few really kind of simple things that I would do if I was going out for a meal was, and I think everyone does this regardless, is scan the menu before you go. Like you've yeah. always got the, the PDFs online that you can kind of have a look and you can almost take into consideration, like if you've been tracking calories through the week, like what would be an informed choice to make right now? I mean, like if I went over my calories last night and I maybe went over on Wednesday, then maybe going for the, the 16 inch pizza is maybe not a great idea. <laughs> um, 
maybe not having a starter, a main and a dessert is maybe not a great idea either. Um, so you can, and a lot of these PDFs have the calories on them now, which yeah. is, is helpful. It's helpful. Um, and it's just having that little scan ahead and seeing what's going to be a good decision. Um, and then I think other than that, it's probably like, I know a lot of people will, like if they're going out for a meal at night, they'll not eat like all day long because they know they're yeah. going out for this meal, yeah. which tends not to be a great idea, I don't think, um, yeah. because then you do have the star, you do have the main, you do have the dessert, yes. and then you have a few drinks and it ends up being 4,000 calories anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something that I, I was used to, again, like going back to, going back to like playing rugby, you used to think you'd play rugby and then you'd obviously have a night out or whatever it was at night. And then you'd be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just wait. I'll save the calories. And then you'd end up drinking, eating loads and it'd be pointless. You'd be as well just having a meal. Um, so yeah, like I think, I think that's um, a really good one because I think a lot of people will then try and like um, eat as little as possible through the day. And then, it, I get where, where they're coming from in terms of the thinking, but it never it never works out. Like I yeah. remember that I would just then go into the meal and, as you say, like eat three courses, probably finish off other people's plates. Yeah. Um. So so definitely, yeah. Trying to trying to stay at a decent level of hunger and not so that you're too hungry going into the meal. Um. What about in terms of like places to eat? Or, or meal choices? What, what would you be advice on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of like places to eat, I mean, obviously like a lot of people kind of throw shade at like McDonald's, Burger King, KFC and that. Um, you can get a good, well, you know the calories in these things. So like yeah. it's actually kind of safe in a sense as you'll know how much yeah. you've got to play with there. Um, I think with like local restaurants and small restaurants and that there it's as much as it's not going to it's not going to be the end of the world i think a lot of these places like you're never really going to know how many calories are in these things um i mean for example i had a pizza from a place locally um a couple of weeks ago and like as the meal was going on like i seen this oil just like dripping off the bottom <laughs> of the pizza and I was like, oh, God, like, yeah. I mean, like, it's almost like a robotic scanner looking at the pizza and the oil thinking like 100, 200, 300, 400, <laughs> 500. Um, yeah. So it's just, I suppose there's nothing really you can do about that. Just like just being aware that yeah. actually eating out may actually be more excessive than going to like a, a McDonald's or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, that I think that comes back to just being able to like check, especially with like the mainstream McDonald's, Nan like Nando's places like that, you can always check the menu and then and then at least have an idea. And like even if you've got something that you know you like, you can you can look beforehand and then know that that's like that's this, this many calories and and then you've got a good idea. The other thing I would say is, um, if if people are going out for dinner, then trying to limit yourself to be like right, I'm going to have two courses or I'm going to have whether it's a starter and a main or a main and dessert or whatever it is, like just then knowing that beforehand and almost setting yourself like a little rule so that you're like, right, when I go out for dinner, I know that I want this. So I'm going to have this and this and then limit yourself to, to the, the two courses rather than just being like, oh, I'll just have whatever I want, which yeah. again, isn't a bad thing, but it's just understanding that obviously the calories are going to add up because 
Easily. My, my, my go-to is always a pizza. Like I, I love a Hawaiian pizza, pineapple on pizza. Do you wow. like that or not? You know what? I don't mind it, but I wouldn't choose it. Ah, see, a lot of people have got like a, a lot of people hate it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm not um, totally against it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like that's always my go-to, but I know that's, that's going to be fairly high in calories. Same as like a mother go-to would probably be like a burger with chips, cheeseburger. And again, pretty high in calories. So straight away, I know that. So um, it's just like having a good idea of like, yeah. like what foods do I like? How many calories is that? And you can kind of, again, the more experienced you are, the, the more you're going to be able to gauge it as you go. Yeah. The, the other um, sort of things that I try and get clients to do is, is trying to look at the, try and base it around a good protein source. So like trying to look at dishes that have got maybe higher protein sources than then they're just carbs. So a pizza is probably not a good example, but that's that's what I would have. But yeah, yeah, like thinking about a steak's obviously a good amount of protein, and then you could obviously swap the chips for salad or yeah. whatever it might be to save a few calories. So it's just thinking about like little little simple simple swaps. I found like can be can be really effective and, and make a big a big difference. Yeah, certainly. So what about alcohol? So. How often would you drink alcohol? Um, you know what? Right now, probably I'll have a drink almost every every Saturday night. It can range from two beers to a proper night out. Like I'll go out with go out with my girlfriend. I'll go out with my friends sometimes. Um, so yeah, it's it's probably more. I don't know if it's more than the average person. It's probably not. It's probably quite average. Um, but yeah, like this is a, a major focus of my my program. It's is trying to find that balance with alcohol. Yeah. So, so what are the what are some of the things that you'll focus on to do that? Like, how how do you go about finding the right balance? Because obviously you're you're already quite active, so yeah. you're you're going to expend a good a, a fair amount of of calories within the week anyway. So, what are some of the things that you do? Um. So for me, it's it's almost about if I go out on a Saturday night and I know that I'm maybe going to feel a little bit lethargic on a Sunday. It's, it's just a rule for me, like, if you go out on a Saturday night, you're going to have to go and expend some energy on a Sunday. Um, because if you sit on your arse all day, which I used to do, um, if you sit on your arse all day, then those excess calories are going to be excess calories. Um, they're probably still going to be excess calories, but unless I get out and do something on that Sunday, it's going to be much more of a, a kind of gaining effect. Um, I mean, also, it's just, yeah, it's kind of it's finding a general balance of not taking it too far and um, which I've certainly gotten better at um, as I've matured probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally agree I think it's I think it's always really easy uh, like I'm a lightweight and if I have if I have two beers then then that's me I want to be out all night it's like I know that in the back of my head so straight away if I'm out and someone's like oh do you want another drink then I'm immediately like, thinking like oh, do I really want to like um so that, that that's definitely the one thing that's helped, like not going overboard. Because, like, let's, no one really got to the end of the night out and wanted like a, a tuna salad. It's always going to be a Hawaiian pizza or whatever. So, yeah. Um, I think I think when it comes to alcohol as well, a lot of the, like, a lot of the problem isn't the alcohol, isn't the calories in the alcohol. It's the the sort of after effect. So as you say, like not moving much the next day, maybe, um, eating a meal at the end of the night out obviously all the calories and alcohol as well. But then the next day you wake up, as you say, you're tired, you can't bother doing anything. Probably step count goes down. 
if you had a, if you're meant to be doing a training session that might get um pushed off and things like that so i think it's not just obviously the alcohol within uh, the calories within alcohol but it, often it's it's everything else as well with choice like drinks of choice what what would you have what would you what would be your drink of choice so uh, I must admit, for like first Scottish listeners, um, a pint of tenants is hard for me to look past. Um, okay. How, however, I have stepped back from them um, and just made the simple change from obviously a pint is going to be a lot more calories than a bottle of beer. I tend to find I also drink a pint a lot quicker just because you've actually got a pint. Um, so I make the swap from a pint to a beer just to be genuinely a little bit more sensible, and then. Again, it's quite simple. Um, just going to diet drinks and like lemon, like diet lemonade and and gin. Um, diet diet seven up and gin seems to be quite a good one actually. I recently yeah. discovered that this isn't too bad. Um, and again, I did a training with um, my clients the other night, just kind of letting them look at like what it would look like with a night out having five pints. Um, what was it like four whiskey and cokes? for vodka and cokes compared to just flipping it to beers and diet drinks. Like it's, it's more than you're saving more than half the calories there. It was, it was, I think we were talking, I think I actually included a kebab in one of them as well, which may happen at the end of that first night. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just about making these simple little changes. Like I don't think it's much of a sacrifice to ditch your, your full fat Coke to diet Coke to save yeah. however many calories you may save. So it's yeah. simple little changes like that. I think I think it's always the, the simple changes that are are far underestimated because everyone everyone thinks they need to be massively like restrictive with the diet through the week to allow themselves that meal at the weekend or that mm. like that feel really really guilty for having that cheat meal. Whereas a few small changes like is gonna is gonna massively add up. Like if you then take off, let's say it's like a female. So let's say they're, they're on fairly low calories anyway. So let's say they, they reduce their calories by 100 calories um, a day, Monday to Friday. That's going to be 500 calories. Then maybe they might add in some sort of cardio session like you've said that you, you might do on a Sunday. So moving maybe moving a little bit more. Then maybe increasing their step count by, let's say, 2,000 steps a day. So that might be half an hour of a walk. That's going to be then Monday to Friday. That's going to be an extra 10,000 steps. And it's maybe even then rather than like trying to massively restrict on the Saturday, maybe just having a little bit. So maybe um, pushing back their breakfast to have that a little bit later. Um, like those, those small changes will massively add up. And that, that, mean, that means that you, you're still going to be able to enjoy a Saturday night without feeling guilty. Yeah. Um, and then going in, I think, I think going into the next week as well, like you just feel so much, so much better because you don't feel like, oh, I've, I've fucked it this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and i think um, yeah i think like a lot of people will then see the scale on a monday and that'll just that'll set the the week off to a bad start because i know obviously it's just water weight and salt retention but i think a lot of people really struggle with that psychological kind of thing like i've drank so much at the weekend but at least if they know they put the work in and they did everything they could to make sure that that was like it wasn't going overboard then yeah they can they can feel happy moving into that next week yeah for sure uh yeah i never even thought about that that the scale is something that will that will really trip people up and again like exaggerate that guilt and i think i 
I've done it. I've been doing it recently, and because I've had a, a, a things on the last few weekends, so I've been drinking on Saturday, then I've woken up on Sunday, weighed myself. I've been about the same, and then maybe even a little bit lighter, and then I stand on it on Monday, and obviously weight's gone up. But as you say, it's going to be water weight, salt retention, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I've noticed as so I've, I've weighed every morning as the week then goes on. By sort of Thursday, I'm back at the weight that I was beforehand. And yep. so it's just, it just shows that like, as long as you're consistent and get back into what you need to do, whether it's like being on point with calories, steps, getting your training sessions done and drinking water, like all that side of things, as long as you then get back into it on, on the Sunday and you can get back into that consistency side of things, then, then you can a hundred percent make progress. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I was going to ask you, what, what would you say is one bit of advice that you would give to your, your past self when it comes to sort of eating out, drinking and, and trying to enjoy a social life? Yeah, um, well, I, I really wish I could have spoke to this guy like three years ago because <laughs> it, was, it was just, a, not a lie, like I was, I was terrible. Like I would, the guilt that used to come over me from like, eating out or going out at the weekend. I mean, I was in this this classic Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday cycle of kind of just like, I would go out, drink pretty heavily um, and then restrict Monday to Friday. So, I mean, what I would say is just, just like, take the foot off the gas a little bit. You don't need to do six resistance training sessions a week. You don't need to play football three times a week. You don't need to do three cardio sessions a week and you don't need to eat 1,700 calories or whatever it was Monday to Friday. I was genuinely like going to like just the thing is like I was I'm in much better shape now eating almost double that those calories but I was just so so restrictive and didn't realize that this was going to be detrimental to my my health in general um and then I mean it would hit Saturday and Sunday and you would you'd be talking like oh 4,000 calories easily Saturday Sunday um which just totally offset everything I was doing Monday to Friday it's I would I just tell tell Bab to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think again, like as easily as like small changes obviously add up, but then you look at like a meal and if you're not really thinking about things and you're not paying attention, then the calories can massively add up. Like like you said, in terms of like the pints, then obviously whatever it is, vodkas and then a meal out. Like that can be, yeah, four thousand calories easy. And a lot of people think like, oh, that, no, that's never that. But if you sat and tracked that that everything you've had that night even the night without the day yeah like it, it massively adds up and like if you think i don't know a pint let's call it 200 calories like mm-hmm. you have five of them that's a thousand calories straight off the bat that's without any yeah. food and everything else so yeah matt what what would what would you say has helped you overcome that sort of restriction um i think for one it was I suppose it was just education in the first place of realizing that I didn't actually need to do that. Um, it was a lot of trial and error over the years, but I think I think eventually it was just it was just kind of flipping my mindset to realizing like you don't need to be shredded tomorrow. Like it's gonna take a while if you want to make this change. If you want to get in shape, like give yourself as much time as you need. Um, I th- for me, it was a it was a continuous cycle every year of getting in shape to go on holiday. Yeah. So it would it would start in January. Well, the last year I did it with my silly ways was it started January all the way through to July, restricting 
restricting that much. It was like a six month cut. Yeah. By the end of it, I couldn't even get out of my bed. Um, yeah. So you've kind of just, it was just generally a flipping mindset of realizing like, look, like being shredded will not make you happy. Um, yeah. Being strong, feeling good, um, having positive relationships with people around you, being able to go out and enjoy a drink without that guilt, that will make you happy. Being yeah. shredded, maybe not so much. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. And I think, like I, I, I heard it from someone and I don't think they were talking about like getting in shape, but I, I quite liked it. And it's like, whenever, whatever time you think it's going to take, double it. Because a lot of time that's, that's the case. And like a lot of people want it super, super fast, but then they don't realize how, how much you maybe have to put in to get it in that time frame. So I, I really like that. Like whatever time you think it's going to take, double it. And that, yeah, that's probably a better idea. Uh, but yeah, it's really, really useful in terms of like just knowing to trust the process and, and knowing that like, yeah, getting super, super lean doesn't necessarily make you happy. If anything, no, it's, it might make you not. unhappy being, being super, super restrictive. So yeah, Ryan, thank you very much. What have you got on now? Um, back to one, one-to-one session and then straight off to football training after that. Nice. So hopefully the rain stays off. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. Doubtful, but let's hope so. Doubtful, up this way anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you just want to sort of tell listeners where they can find you in terms of like social media? Yeah. Um, so Instagram, you should type in RLS Strength and Performance or Ryan Sturton PT. Same on Facebook, um, same for my website. Um, and yeah, that's where you will find me. Um, mostly on Instagram though. Yeah, the, the favorite for sure. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Ryan, thank you very much for your time. Have a nice no, day. Thank you. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Finlay. Cheers for that, mate. Cheers.